0: Welcome to Square Mile, I'm Joel Shupak. It's been a few months since I put that first episode out, and I am hard at work on another one, exploring the history and stories of a particular Square Mile, also in Portland, Oregon. This one will center around a forgotten flood that wiped out an entire town and what happened to the land where the town once stood. But before that's finished, I wanted to share another story with you. I first produced a version of it last month as an entry to a radio contest, KCRW's 24-hour radio race. As the name implies, I had 24 hours to produce a 4-minute radio story, from start to finish. I didn't win the contest, but I really loved the story that I followed and wanted a chance to expand it a bit and include some of the things I had to cut to make it 4 minutes long. It's not exactly an exploration of a square mile, but instead the search for a particular secret hidden somewhere in a square mile of wilderness. What I want to do with this show is to follow the idea that every place has its own peculiar magic, and this certainly fits that theme. So here is episode two, Teeth of a Black Dog. Two and
1: a half years ago, I buried my beloved dog, Coltrane, in a little cave along the White River. And I haven't been back. I have had a thought to go and collect some of his teeth.
0: Why on earth would you want to do that? Magic. This is my friend Leela. We're driving on Highway 216 in Central Oregon winding through deep forests of ponderosa pine. Leela methodically works her brown hair into a thick braid and drapes it over one shoulder. She believes in the magic of things, in the aliveness of objects. I wish I could too, but I don't.
1: The tooth of a black dog is protection of some kind. Maybe it's a strange thing, but this is something my ancestors believed in. The world has seemed really crazy. I don't like using that word. The world has seemed more uncertain. There's so many people that I wish that I could protect.
0: For the last several months, Leela has suffered a mysterious back pain. So I drive her truck and she directs me. She could use any magic that's left in this world. So who is this dog?
1: I adopted him from The Pound in Livingston, Montana when I was a teenager. And I was living up there in this sort of punk cabin, eating roadkill, and I just saw this puppy. It was just like total connection. And so I just adopted him and brought him back. I had him for 12 years. I feel like it's possible animals could have found him and worked his all of his pieces back into the land completely. But I'm hoping that we'll find his like little doggy skeleton out there.
0: Are you? Would you be okay if, if, with whatever we found? I don't know. As we head east from the Cascade Mountains. The forest thins out into a dry, empty grassland. We turn onto a rutted gravel road and drop into a canyon full of oaks, willow, and alder. We cross the White River. We are far from home, in an enchanted wilderness. We see no one else.
1: Okay, here we
0: go. Two years ago, Leela carried the limp body of her 60-pound dog a hundred yards up the rocky edge of a cliff in the dead of winter. But now she struggles to make it up the hill, leaning hard on a wooden cane, having to stop and rest every few minutes. The doctors can't say what's wrong with her. Good job, buddy. She says she wants to find her dog's teeth to protect the people in her life but I'm hoping they can do something else for her.
1: Look, this is a biscuit root.
0: She knows every flower and tree on this land.
1: You dig up the root and you peel off this outer skin and they just taste like bread, straight up.
0: (laughs) We carry on over boulders, pushing aside oak branches, following what doesn't seem to be a path exactly. Do you know where we're going?
1: No. Is that okay?
0: Um, (laughs) do you have a sense of where we're going? It seems that we're lost. The cave, Leela says, is on one of the rocky outcroppings that line a steep cliff down to the White River.
1: I think it must be just on the other side of this cliff.
0: To me, every outcropping looks the same, but we keep looking. Could it be lower?
1: What if we don't find it?
0: I'm beginning to lose hope that there's anything for us to find here.
1: No magic, then.
0: No magic teeth to protect Leela from her pain. But then I scramble down a steep slope of loose rock, across a stone shelf, and. Oh my god. Leela! Yeah? It's here! Yeah! Inside a tiny rectangular cave is the perfect skeleton of Coltrane. A patch of dark fur is still matted to the skull. The remains of one paw are draped over the rest of the bones.
1: Here he is. Hey, buddy. Aw. He died really fast. He had this wound that never healed on his paw. And when I took him in, they biopsied it. And it was cancer and I guess it had already spread.
0: And guess what? What? I see a lot of dog teeth.
1: Yeah, there's some dog teeth in here.
0: Leela prized two teeth loose with careful hands.
1: Nice teeth, Pull chain. The really weird thing is that Coltrane and my dad had cancer at the same time, skin cancer at the same time. And one of the things I thought about of why dog teeth were protection is that a lot of people from traditional culture hold the belief that, like, your animals hold a part of your soul and that they can take things that w- were would otherwise come to us, you know? I mean... They were saying my dad had just like a few percent chance of surviving and like he's totally fine, so I don't know.
0: Before we leave, she stacks up a wall of stones to cover the entrance to Coltrane's cave, humming to herself. We walk back to the truck. Leela clutches the teeth of a black dog in one hand, her cane in the other. I have no doubt she found the magic she was looking for. I just hope she keeps some of it for herself. Square Mile is produced by me, Joel Shupak. Music this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. Check out squaremilepodcast.com, where you'll find a link to the original four-minute version of this story. More episodes on the way.